use your current network to help you grow your real estate business. And then once you feel comfortable, start backing off to the point where you can leave. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, we've got the North Star Real Estate Conference coming April 24th and 25th in Minneapolis. And this conference is gonna be for everyone. We're covering the gamut of real estate. If you are just beginning, this conference is for you. If you have 100, 200, 500 units, this conference is for you. If you wanna get into commercial real estate, this conference is for you. And the best part about the North Star Real Estate Conference is the networking. The networking is phenomenal. We've got high performers there. We've got amazing speakers and amazing attendees that are gonna be adding a ton of value to your business. We can't wait to see you there April 24th and 25th. Check it out, I'll see you there. Welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexter. I'm with me today. Excited to have back with us, Vikram Rai. Vic, how are you doing today? Absolutely great, Todd. Good to hear your voice. Awesome. Yeah, well, good to catch back up. I wanted to have you back on the show for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, you're going to be speaking at our upcoming conference, the North Star Real Estate Conference in the Twin Cities, April 24th and 25th. So I'm super excited to have you there get to see you again, man. It's been a while since we've actually seen each other face to face. So I'm super excited to have you. Uh, and then just have you share with all of our audience uh, about really how to do some amazing things. And I want to talk about some of those amazing things that you're doing today. Uh, and, and a little bit about Vic, and I'm not going to go into detail because you can go back to and I need to have that episode. I'll give that to you at the end because I don't have it right now. But uh, man, it was it was a long time ago that you were interviewed and uh, excellent hearing your story. But why don't you give our listeners just a quick little snapshot about your company or companies uh, and what you're doing, what your focuses are today? Oh, yeah, Todd, you know what? I want to thank you for hosting the North Star Conference I think it's uh, one of the top Midwest real estate conferences out there. It's, it's, it's done by people who actually do real estate versus people who sell real estate, you know, and that's why I really appreciate that. I'm excited to be part of that. Um, I, think, uh, I think your company uh, has really done a great job of, you know, really not only buying key assets and properties such as multifamilies, but also helping other people get started in the business, which is huge. So thanks for all your help, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, so I'm, you know, really privileged to be on this podcast. Uh, I think uh, Todd is one of the, you know, he really asks really good questions and, and really helps dissect what makes people successful and helps that distill that down to his, his listeners. And so uh, just a little bit about me. I'm, I'm a doctor by, by training. I'm a recovering cardiologist. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I practiced up till 2018, but, um, you know, I had this bug uh, called the real estate bug that just bit me in 2012. And I've been doing real estate sort of parallel, but at some point it made sense just to go full time. And, uh, I started a company called Viking Capital with my, one of my really good buddies, Ravi Gupta. And we started that in 2015 and that was just going to multifamily. And so we learned about syndications and we started helping other people with their deals, which is a good way to get started for all those who are interested in that kind of thing. 
But then after about two or three deals, we, we knew we could do this on our own. And so we really took it to heart. And now it's about what, four and a half short years after we started our company and we've done 13 multifamily transactions. We've uh, purchased, you know, over about 3000 units and uh, you know, we've raised about $35 million of, of money of private equity. That's and awesome. so, uh, you know, it, it's been a, a roller coaster ride. It's been fun, but to be honest with you guys, one of the biggest things is mindset. And uh, we'll talk about it later in the show, but really knowing that this is possible, that you can do it. And then if you follow the right strategies, you know, they say success leaves clues and following those, those success patterns of others, you guys can also do, you know, this and even more than this. And so, um, that's, that's where we're at. And then, um, I really am passionate about all other things as well. Uh, there's a term that I learned when I was in school called the Renaissance man. And it really, it really stuck with me very, uh, very till, till this day that there's a person, there's a man like an Elon Musk or someone who's sort of has so many multiple passions or multi-potentialites that he can, you know, run a company in health and wellness. He can run a company in, in real estate. And so I've, I'm trying to follow in, the, in those footsteps and I've created a health and wellness company called the Vitology Institute. It's located in DC and it's a health optimization Institute. And what that means really is we take people from where they are and we like 10 X their health, whether that's anti-aging, nutrition, fitness, wellness, you know, getting them off pills, medications and really making them feel phenomenal. So anyway, those are my two passions. And, uh, and, and, you know, again, I'm happy to be here on this podcast. Todd. So you're making people wealthy and healthy at the same time. That's I love there it, it is, man. There it is. Healthy. It's what the two people want the most, right? Yeah, so. it, it is. Definitely. Definitely. You're 10xing both of them. So that's really cool. And I love that you've got that growth mindset, that, that mentality, that abundance. And um, I know you, uh, you and I are both subscribers of, of Trevor McGregor, who will also be at the conference. Um, and, you know, he preaches both of that. So, um, so really cool. Um, take us through kind of where the company is right now. You, you mentioned kind of where you're at. I know you're in DC. You've got a, a property or two there. A lot of your assets are in Atlanta. Uh, what type of deals are you buying right now? Um, so Todd, we are, um, we were actually in a, a sort of a quandary period. We're at a sort of a branch in the road. And the question was, and I'm sure this is on a lot of your listeners' minds. Yeah. No. Is the real estate market too hot? Is it too heated? Are we in a bubble? Should we back off? Should we let go of the accelerator? And, you know, um, first of all, I think multifamily is a team sport. So if you're in this kind of business, uh, it's nice to have someone that you work with, whether it's not necessarily a, a partner, but even like a right-hand colleague. It's, it's really important because to raise capital, to find deals, to source deals, to get debt, to do, then do the asset management and to do it all again repeatedly, it's hard to do as a solo project. So yeah, definitely sure. consider having either a right-hand person or even a partner. Yeah. But uh, back to your question of, you know, where we're at and, you know, it really is where we're at mentally. You know, I was thinking, you know, should we slow down? Because that was sort of our, our thought process going in. But, you know, after speaking to some of the industry experts and like speak, looking at the Marcus Millichamp, um, uh, 2020 multifamily housing outlook, which I'm going to send to you. If you don't already have it, Todd, that might be something you share with your, your listeners in the notes, but the fundamentals of our economy are still strong. And this is even despite the coronavirus that we're <laughs> scared that we just <laughs> saw the last 24 hours. But, uh, though the uh, cap rates have decreased, one thing to remember is the treasury has also dropped as well. So that, what that means is 
there's still a delta between you know the kind of debt you're getting and the kind of cap rate you're buying. And so as long as that exists, there's still reason to buy because you have good leverage. Number two, the employment is so strong in may, most metropolitan areas, and that's really what's driving a lot of the growth. And the only thing slowing down employment is really the fact that they can't find enough people to hire. Um, part of that's due to the immigration issues and other things. So those are two, uh, two uh, strong fundamentals. And millennials, which we all talk about, right, Todd? Uh, millennials, um, the interesting thing is they want to rent. They don't want to buy. And so if you're in a housing market where you're, you're selling homes, I mean, you're renting homes or renting multifamily, that's a great piece of news. And so knowing all this, this is allowing us to actually re um, put our energies back toward acquisition. So we're, on a, we're gonna go on an acquisition cycle now and we're gonna acquire about probably three to four assets this year. And so we have one under contract in, a, in Washington DC. It's a mid-rise uh, DC building, um, A-class building, the first A-class we ever bought, but it made sense because it's right next to a Metro. We're getting it for a little bit of a discount. A five cap for an A-class building in DC is pretty hard to get. Yeah. And then um, the loan is just so sweet. And it was even more sweeter before all the you know, interest rates dropped. But when we, when, we were, when we were getting it under contract, interest rates were about 5%. And we got it for 3.2 HUD loan that we're assuming for 35, year, 35 years. And so th th those are the kind of deals where you really want to buy. And then, you know, a lot of people think, talk about value add, Todd. They say, hey, value add, that's, that's the way to go. But the new value add is not necessarily value add in terms of like, hey, putting some lipstick on a pig or some adding some you know, counter, granite countertops. It's like, what's the creative exit or what's the creative loan process you're gonna get on it? Or what's the creative uh, way you can structure the deal? Because you know, that's the way, that's, that's what's the new value add. And so for us, the interesting thing is we're gonna do something called a condo conversion. So we're buying its apartments, it's zoned as condos, and we're gonna sell it as condos in, in about seven years. And so instead of getting a 2.2x multiple, which is still very good, we're probably going to be able to get closer to three X multiple on this deal. Wow. And that's, that's the DC deal that you, you mentioned. That's the DC deal. But, and we finished a deal in, um, in December in Atlanta and it was a 192 unit, $26 million project that we acquired. And um, we're really excited. That's a typical classic value add, but it's in a really strong North Atlanta uh, sort of affluent suburb market. And it's a strong B deal that we're going to make into an, like a sort of an A minus feel. Interesting. So Vic, I, I don't think I asked you this the last time we spoke uh, on the interview, but you've, you were juggling being a doctor and buying real estate. I mean, you, you built a pretty good company through that. Like what are some, you know, key thing, like how, how did you do and And you had a family, right? So you're doing all this stuff. Um, you know, what does it take to do that? Because I think a lot of people are going, man, I, I can't get started in real estate because I've got this full-time job. Like it's holding me back. Yeah, that's a great question, Todd. And, um, you know, uh, it's a question that we all face at some point. Like, you know, how do I make my real estate career my main career without putting my family at risk, right? Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of your listeners have family, they have kids, yeah. They got a, you know, they, they may be a two, two income household and their income is important. And so I guess my advice to you all would be, uh, know what you want. Clarity is power. You know, as Tony Robbins says, clarity is absolute power. So knowing exactly where you want to be. So when I started cardiology in 2011, I knew that I wanted to exit by the age of 40. 
And, and so I already had that in mind. So I was like, how do I do that in a safe way without, where, where my wife doesn't kick my butt, you know? And so it was like, I, it was nights and weekends doing a side hustle and you got to put some energy and time into the side hustle until it becomes something of significance to where you feel comfortable sort of backing off. And so I was not, I was not, even though I was, was taking risk, it was calculated risk. Uh, and there's something called asymmetric risk reward, right? You want to take risk, but the reward is so much greater. So I started backing off. I went from like five days to four days, but then, you know, still did the real estate thing. And then the thing is, guys, most of you guys are working in really good careers and really good jobs. Use that to your advantage. Yeah. I would say 30%, maybe 40% of my, uh, of my investors are doctors. One, most doctors, you know, they don't have the time to invest two, they don't have the skill set, and three, they just want, they just want to just invest with someone they trust. And so I, you know, it was easy for me to then to convince them and compel them to say, Hey, look, I can help protect your investment and grow quicker than the S and P 500. And they're more than willing to invest in it with us. Then, you know, especially after we started getting a track record. So guys, if you're an airline pilot, if you work in the school system, you know, if you're, um, you know, if you're a consultant, or you're working computers, whatever, use your current network to help you grow your real estate business. And then once you feel comfortable, start backing off to the point where you can leave. It took me from 2015, it took me three years before I finally felt comfortable to back off and, and actually let go of cardiology. So uh, the same can be true for you guys. And obviously, you know, build up a little bit of reserve too. So when you do leave, there's a little bit of, you know, buffer before you start going to real estate full time. Yeah. And I think that's really, you know, really valuable because, you know, look, I, I was able to quit with a very low paying job. It didn't take me very much, but especially those out there that have a, a good paying job. And I imagine doing cardiology, you're making at more than 30 grand that I was making as a teacher. So you've got to be able to replace that income. You've got to be able to do it, but, but use that for your advantage too. You're making good money doing that. You are likely being able to put some of that money into the assets you are looking at and you've got you're surrounded with other people and, and doesn't matter what you do there's always people that have money within you know your network of what you're doing and it's all about talking to people you didn't just keep your mouth shut yeah and exactly right so like we'll just use todd's example you know he was a teacher so you're like okay well teachers you know uh, 30k i don't i don't get it see how they're going to help us well yeah, he's a teacher, but who does he know at the school? He knows principals. He knows superintendents. Yeah. Um, he goes to meetings, right? Um, there are people, vendors who probably come to the schools and parents. all sorts of people he can work with. You know? Parents, exactly. And so, uh, you know, a, meet, you know, a PTA meeting, a chamber of commerce meetings, there's so many, there's money is surrounding everybody. We just have to have the courage to use your voice, to let people know what you do, to be confident in knowing that you can help them and then just being authentic. And we're not talking about salesmanship. This is more like you, it's, it's your ethical obligation, duty, and responsibility. This is what uh, Grant Cardone says, right? Your obligation, duty, and responsibility to help other people get what they want and they'll help you get what you want. So awesome. you're in DC. I'm talking about balancing family, uh, Todd. You're, you're talking about balancing family. Yeah. It's, it's super important because you know, if you sacrifice everything, to, for your real estate dreams. And then, you know, your family gets, you know, you, you don't have a great relationship with your kids, you and your wife's relationship is strained or your girlfriend or whatever. What's the point, right? So 
you know, when, when Todd's talking about trying to be the complete picture, I mean, he's an example of that. He's an excellent family man, excellent, you know, uh, uh, spouse, you know, he's well-rounded. He gives back to charities. That's the kind of person you want to be because it makes the journey much more fun. It, it does. And, and, you know, like you say, you don't want to, you want their support. You don't want to do it, you know, and them and cut them off, cut them out. Uh, and I think that's a big mistake that some people make is they're so focused on being successful and they don't take their family along for the journey. They leave them behind and then they wonder why it all kind of fell apart. Hey, we've got the North Star Real Estate Conference coming April 24th and 25th in Minneapolis. And this conference is going to be for everyone. We're covering the gamut of real estate. If you are just beginning, this conference is for you. If you have 100, 200, 500 units, this conference is for you. If you want to get into commercial real estate, this conference is for you. And the best part about the North Star Real Estate Conference is the networking. The networking is phenomenal. We've got high performers there. We've got amazing speakers and amazing attendees that are gonna be adding a ton of value to your business. We can't wait to see you there April 24th and 25th. Check it out, I'll see you there. So you're in, you're in DC. A lot of your investments are in Atlanta. Um, and again, like I said, you're working full time. How, how did you go about building those relationships with brokers to be able to get deals, build that trust, like maybe a couple key factors, key ways. And how do you build those relationships being out of state? Cool. Cool. I'll tell you, tell you, I'll tell you some secrets and tips and also tell you a very interesting story. So, um, it takes twice as long as you think to form a relationship with a broker. Yeah. Our first deal I was talking to a broker for three years before I finally got it. Hmm. And so uh, they brokers are humans. They, they want to know you. They want to like you. They want to trust you. You've heard all that, yep. but how does, how does that happen? You got to put time in. Yep. Like I would call the broker. I would analyze his garbage deals. He would send me, I would give him proper feedback. I would, when he told me, when I told him I was going to put an LOI, I would put an LOI, even though I didn't, I didn't know if that was the deal for me. And he, by activity, he realized I was serious. I'm not going to go away. And then eventually I would use other people's success to help me move forward. So as I was raising capital for, for some of the people who are well-known in Atlanta, that by, by inference that, hey, this guy's legit too. And so I go, me and my team, we've just bought this deal. Even though you know I just raised capital for that other project, I was able to leverage that relationship. And so you've got to start from somewhere. And then at some point, then they trust you. And then, you know, they actually start giving you deals, but then you got to actually be ready to perform. Yeah. So they gave us our first deal, which was 118 unit deal in Atlanta. I think it was like, we bought a four and a half million. And, uh, you know, we weren't the first choice on the deal. In fact, we were the second choice. But what happened was something happened on the property. Actually, someone got killed on the property. <laughs> and the group from New York who had under contract, they, they bailed. And so he came to us. And so we had a choice. We're like, well... Are we going to let this anomaly, because overall the crime rate in that area was very good. It was just a random occurrence. Yeah. And so we had to sort of have a gut check. We're like, are we going to take this deal down where something major happened and, and, and maybe have a first shot with this broker and do something or back off? And it was, it was, it was a true gut check, but you know, we decided let's do it. And I'm glad we did because uh, two years later, we sold that deal for 
13.5 million because we ended up buying the one next door. Wow. Putting them together. And we gave our investors a 40% return, annualized return. But it was a lot of stress. It was a lot of headache, a lot of, a lot of late nights and questioning, but it was all well worth it. Right. And so sometimes you have to do this, but here's another trick that I found. Um, everyone likes gifts. People like gifts. So what I did was when the, you know, the markets where you guys are investing all over the country, they're pretty hyper competitive and there are, you know, really known folks out there that are really throwing out some strong offers. And so how do you stand apart? So here's what I ended up doing. Um, we were at a, at a moment where we, we were getting to the best and final of many deals, but we couldn't find, uh, we, we weren't able to really close the deal on any of them. After about six months, I got frustrated. So I flew down to Atlanta and I, I showed up at the liquor store and, and at the liquor store, I go, Hey, I need a, a specific type of liquor. And he's like, which kind? I'm like, I need Dom Perignon. For those of you who don't know, Dom is, <laughs> it's considered like sort of the, the king of champagnes, if you will. It sort of has that, you know, it's in raps, 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 rap videos and things like that. But it's sort of like, you know, it's sort of a premium kind of liquor. So I asked him for 10 Dom Perignons, okay? So it's, it's going to cost me something, right? That's what, uh, 200 bucks each, maybe 2,000 bucks. So, I'm, you know, so I have these in my vehicle and I'm going around and I meet the top five brokers in Atlanta. And literally I show up to them, we have a great conversation and I'm telling them, you know, we're ready, we're buyers, we're serious, we can do this. And, you know, they show me deals. But before I leave them, I, I give the, the senior broker and the junior broker a dom. And I'm saying, this is a celebrate our future deals together. And then the following week, I got, we got two deals, which we ended up closing on one of them. So, uh, <laughs> little Dom Perignon. <laughs> Dom Perignon strategy. So you don't have to buy doms, but guys, small tokens yeah. of appreciation, you know, mean a lot to brokers. And I think there's a story where, someone was telling me that one of the brokers was having a baby and one of the investors actually sent him a, a you know, a, a, I don't know, a baby gift of some sort. And it meant so much to that broker that he made sure that the guy got the deal and the next deal. So, you know, things like that do help, you know, and they, and they remember you. And then it's not just about the gifts. you got to actually deliver on what you're saying you're going to do too. So. Yeah. But I mean, the, like you said, setting yourself apart. I think that's what the, the importance is yeah. setting yourself apart. And once they start, knowing you liking you trusting you thinking hey these these guys can close on deals they that's their life you know that their their livelihood is getting deals closed and if they if you come to the table and don't close on a deal you know that could be a big difference in their their annual salary that year um, they might not get that's another good. opportunity if you end up messing up so they're they're very picky and wanting to get these deals done that's that's awesome. I, lo I love the dance. And here's, yeah, here's here's one more hint. Uh, if one broker, guys, if you have one broker that trusts you and likes you, you'll be very financially successful in life. If you have two brokers, that'll retire you. Three brokers is called leg legacy wealth. Hmm. So that's all you need to be successful. It doesn't take much. All you need is one broker to trust and like you and start giving you deals that are legit. And if you just close on one of them, then that broker is yours. So in your market or markets, how many brokers are you building strong relationships with? So in uh, the Atlanta market, we have five brokers that we really uh, trust and like and work with. Uh, of those, we've already done deals with two of them. And so those are like they're sort of golden, you know, and yeah. uh, we'd love to work with a few more, you know, but it, you only need one, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the key to remember is you, 
you don't need to necessarily build a relationship with every single broker that you might, you know, might have a deal. Um, you want to build, it goes both ways, right? You want to build a relationship with brokers you like and trust as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about, um, you know, about asset management, about managing these properties. What are you guys doing to, to separate yourself from, from everybody else? So we can go sort of, sort of the nitty gritty or we can go sort of high level, but let me just give you some, some tools. Um, whether you have your asset managing many multifamily homes, I mean, I'm sorry, single family homes or a multifamily asset, you need a, a platform to sort of store and manage your projects. And so whether that's a Trello, an Asana, um, something like that, it's very helpful because you want to sort of assign tasks to people. You want to make sure you, you're tracking their progress. And you want to make sure like, you know, the renovation for the roofs is done. Then you want to make sure that, that you're bidding out the contractors. And you want to see all these moving pieces in one sort of frame. It's hard to do it on an Excel spreadsheet. So I, I really do like one of these uh, project management tools. And we personally use Asana, which is free up to about, I think, 15 members. So uh, definitely recommend that. Number two, um, we're the asset managers, but we manage the property management company, right? And so we don't have a, our own property management company. So we use third party. I think is very important until you own like, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 properties, or you own like multiple properties, one city, it may not make sense to start your own property management. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's, uh, we've, we've been through about four or five property management companies. The one we like the best, um, they're phenomenal and they're, they're phenomenal for so many reasons. One, they treat the property like their cells, like, like, like they own it themselves. Number two, um, they bid out all the deals for us. They give us their best thought process and then they, then they ha haggle with that, the, the final vendor for even a couple more points, you know, off the, off the price. And then um, they're even willing to do our distributions for us, which is huge. So we syndicate our deals, which means we raise capital from other investors and then we pay them distributions, whether that's monthly or quarterly. And so what we found is it's nice for us to do it, but it's even better when they can do it for us. And so it really offloads some of the bureaucracy and then some of the, you know, the upkeep. And so really finding that, uh, you know, and, and we all know Joe Fairless um, and his company Ashcroft Capital. He's, he's also the host of a, a really popular podcast. But one of the keys to success when I spoke to him was he said that not having the right property management company would have been disastrous for his company. And so he found one company and now all deals of that company go, all, the, all his deals go through that one property management company. And so we finally found something similar like that in Atlanta. And um, we love them and we're going to use, we're going to use them for all our properties and moving forward. Yeah, that, that right there is, is powerful. And I, I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent the case. Uh, I've had to get rid of property managers and it's never pleasant, right? We never want to get rid of property managers. Um, but having the right company is, is so important. One thing I found is you also have to look, okay, when I, the last time I fired a property management company, I had to look within, like, what did we do wrong? What can, what do we need to do right to set our, we have to set our property management companies up for success, right? And so how do we do things to set them up for success? What are you doing to set them up for success? Not just assuming they're going to be perfect from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, uh, I tried to avoid going to the school of hard knocks, but I'm, I'm one of the top students there. So, <laughs> and, uh, in that school you learn what not to do. Right. So yeah. we've sort of had like a C class property management company when we started and we moved on to some of the B class property management companies and they're good. But, um, 
you know, it's really understanding, uh, setting expectations. What is their threshold for calling you and involving you? And what's, what's their expertise and how are they a value add kind of property management company? Are they just maintaining high level assets? Are they, you know, what were they good at? And then really making sure your company and their company really mesh well and really having a strong relationship with the, your regional, which is sort of, they manage multiple properties and then your actual office manager or your, your property manager on that, on your property. And so, uh, we've had to actually change property management companies before. And that's a, that's a very painful experience. It slows down progress. Yeah. It adds cost, And it also creates doubt in the mind of your investors. And so you want to avoid all those by really honing in on what the, what you want, what the expectations. So by the time we start a deal, like we're ready to actually take the deal over, we already know who's going to do what, you know, what, what, what projects we're going to do, how much we're going to spend. Um, what's the timetable? How quickly can we turn things? What's the rent bump we can achieve? All of that's almost essentially done. And so there's no surprises when we take over and we're really off to the races going fast. And if you guys remember how to, you know, pillars of wealth creation, that's what Todd is teaching you all. That's sort of the, the motto. So the quickest way to generate wealth in multifamily is to do your value add acquisition, uh, very value add project very quickly. It's a hockey stick in terms of appreciation. So in the first 24 months, if you do the renovations, get the units up and running and really make the, make everything pop, your value of the property jumps so much. Yeah. And then you're set up for either enjoying the cash flow or even exiting very quickly. Yeah. And so uh, having the prop right team in place will help you do that. Awesome. Awesome. Um, what's your, what's your plans going forward? What's your company plans growth? Um, where are you trying to go? Um, I wanted to share something quick, Todd, before I get there. Um, yeah. like I told you guys, we were in a dark place, um, maybe, maybe two, one to two months ago where we weren't sure about the, you know, where to go with the, the company and yeah. in terms of success and, you know, balancing multiple priorities, even though I'm, I'm speaking of confidence right now with you guys maintaining that confidence is an effort. And so yes. I wanted to just do a, a book recommendation to everybody out there. This book literally changed my life. Um, it's by Hal Elrod. And many of you guys may know it. He wrote a book initially called Miracle Morning, which was good, but he wrote a second book, which is even better. It's called uh, The Miracle Equation. And the premise is really unwavering faith plus extraordinary effort can create miracles and create, you know, stellar success and so that book really sort of made me rethink things and, and how to really approach life so um you know i really know what i want i really want us to grow i want us to become you know one of the top multifamily syndication companies in the country um but i want to do it on our terms and so we're excited about Remy growing in atlanta uh doing some deals in dc um but I, I figured it is also don't choose too many markets guys choose one market and become the owner of that market yeah and and really plow your resources into that and really be known in that one market. And only once you feel really comfortable in that market, are you ready to go to the second market? Uh, I find, I find a lot of newbie investors, they're, they're doing a deal in Kentucky, then Tennessee, and then they're something in North Carolina and they don't know the market. They don't know the brokers and they're just spinning their wheels. And they don't get traction in this type of market where this hyper competitive, you want to know a market, own a market and just really, you know, go out there. And if you find difficulty in the primary markets, consider some of the secondary markets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome.
awesome. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we're going to wrap up here. Do you have another? Uh, well, you've already recommended a book, so I don't need to ask you that. So my my last question is, what are your three pillars of wealth creation? I don't think I asked you this the last time. Yeah, that's that's a great question. Three pillars. Let me think about that. Um, I think it would be your mission. Figure out what your mission is in life, and make sure that you're 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 creating your path in concordance with that mission. Um, number two is you need a team. Um, from way down to a virtual assistant, you can hire in the Philippines, all the way down to a a life partner who, who loves and supports you and enjoys what you're doing down to a, a business partner who can support you and, and, you know, and have your back and have complementary skill sets uh, down to a, a mentor or a coach like Todd, who's a coach of a lot of, a lot of real estate investors out there. So all that's important. So team, your mission. And the final thing is faith, having the unwavering faith that no, you will get there no matter what, it just may take longer than you think. Awesome. I love them. Um, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Yeah. Uh, we have uh, our website, vikingcapllc.com. That's V-I-K-I-N-G-C-A-P-L-L-C.com. That's the best way to get a hold of us. We're also on, uh, um, I'm on Facebook and Twitter, myself personally, Vikram Raya. And so you'll be able to find me there. Cool. Well, Vic, uh, really appreciate it. A ton of value. I love uh, not only how humble you are, but uh, just very well spoken and and have a lot of good value and insight for our listeners. And thanks for taking us, by the way, through um, the struggles that you guys yeah. have had, because a lot of people don't like to open themselves up to that type of stuff. And I've had doubts and struggles at the same time. And it's, it's sometimes hard to tell people about because you want to always show that you know exactly what you're doing, right? Um, <laughs> I appreciate you taking us through that and opening up for it. Really, really, uh, really powerful stuff there. Thanks, Todd. I'm looking forward to the North Star Conference. I'm looking forward to spending more time with you guys. Guys, thank you for having me on this podcast. And I, and I wish uh, all the best of luck to all the listeners out there. Yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing you in a couple months. All right. Cheers, man. Thanks. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also, look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out, and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. 
Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.